All right, and we're live. Welcome everyone to the Humanizing Work live series. Um, this is the second week that we've been doing these, so if you're joining us again, welcome back. Uh, I hope they've been really useful and valuable. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, enjoy the next 30 minutes with myself and Richard. Um, we're going to be talking today about uh, clarity. So all things clarity, how do I get clarity? How do I ensure others have clarity around my vision, around this project or, or activity, or even our plan for the year, plan for the three years, the, the longer term. So clarity in all meanings of the word. Um, I'm joined, as I said, by Richard, uh, who, if you haven't already seen the first, uh, the first one that Richard did uh, with us, uh, it's awesome. Look back, have a look on, on the Bailey and French LinkedIn page, have a look on the, the, uh, the YouTube. It was a really good session, Richard, so welcome back. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, that was a. It's good to be back. Um, good to have the first session with you as well. So I'm looking forward to discussing clarity in more detail. And last time was psychological safety. So I just want to say I feel safe in this environment to do lots of sharing with you. And let's see see where this kind of this journey takes us today. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking uh, just before we went live. Uh, you get a little sneak peek behind the scenes here. Uh, we were talking about uh, how wonderful would it be now that the pubs are open in the UK uh, and elsewhere, uh, actually, that maybe someone somewhere out there is watching this from the pub as they work remotely from a pub. Maybe if you are message, because it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be great to know what that feels like. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's let's jump in, Richard. Um, we've, we've got a lot to go through and we'll probably go off topic and we've only got 30 minutes. Um, so let's, let's jump straight in with kind of that first question, which is around, what does it mean to have clarity? And also how do we ensure that people get greater clarity? Well, I think the first part, what does it mean to, well, I mean, the impact of having greater clarity, I think is, is it shows up with um, lots of stuff that isn't happening really like those um, ad hoc discussions about people like, oh, I thought we said this and I thought you said that and those discussions that nobody plans for. Um, and also those meetings where like, ah, oh, so what's the, what's happened since last time? And the answer is nothing because no one knew, knew what they were supposed to be doing. That's kind of the, the shorter or medium term thing. And if you get rid of that, I think people are less tired Mm -hmm. they're stressed because they have a they at least have some part of their work there's stuff you can't control but at least they have some part where they you know they they're clear about what is expected what they should do what that's going to look like what it's going to sound like what everybody else is doing and you're building a picture at least you're you're able to color in some of the the the, the, the images on on that big that big canvas and at least there's something you can hold on to yeah yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because those emotions and those things that you feel, the stress, the the when you don't have clarity, it's almost your body's reaction going, hey, you haven't got clarity. Pay attention. Go and ask some questions. It's almost a guidance, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's kind of, um, you have cycles there. If you, you don't have clarity and you want to go and ask questions, if you're not sure who you're supposed to ask or where you're supposed to go or even what question it is you're supposed to be asking but you know there's something then why well, you're just going to spiral yeah. and that's uh, and you just get more stressed more unsure and even if there's things you probably are clear on you if it's in a context of complete lack of clarity you, you probably won't be confident to act on it because it doesn't fit together it's not integrated you don't 
and you just yeah just don't have that feeling or that that confidence and that um you won't be self-assured even even if it's something you're practiced at yeah yeah and you touched on you touched on it because it was your session and it, it's so prominent to then bring you into this conversation around clarity because having the safety to go i don't mean to be the, the person of the group here that asks the awkward question but i have no idea what's going on right now that takes a bit of courage right yeah, it's a really it's a really good point because yeah saying i don't know is is kind of frowned upon in, in quite a lot of context unfortunately uh, even though it's a very valid response for you know when you're dealing with the un uncertainty of the world you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow mm -hmm. next week next month or mm -hmm. particularly not next year as we've learned over the last year or so so it is having that strength but it, it, it has that environment and then I suppose the, the, the other side to that is with psychological safety, it must be easier to build clarity because people can speak up. But clarity doesn't just happen because yeah. um, people tend to be it's hard to pin people down on details, specifics. And um, yeah, and that can still still leave you in, in a bit of no man's land, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you touched on a really good point. How can we be clear? when we're not clear on or we're completely uncertain or maybe not completely uncertain but definitely uncertain mm. um even if not completely uncertain about what's going to happen around the corner um does that mean that clarity has become less important or more important oh i think um I, I, my my idea would be that i i would say my gut instinct would be to go with it's more important because if outside in your personal life and social life is really uncertain to have a little bit of certainty at work yeah could probably go a long way to to get people settled get people grounded how to do that i think it's probably start small what do you what can you be clear on what where can you build in certainty and that could be um what's the the meeting rhythm like are we gonna is it every friday at 9 30 a.m is it, and we stick to it and we do that and we know that at least one time of the week that we're all going to be there and we're all going to be able to speak and we we know what we're going to talk about so have a you know an, an agenda and a, a theme or at least we know who's going to be there and roughly what's going to be talked about and then you've got half an hour an hour a week where you're like ah at least this is my safe space even if the topic is tough at least the it's clear that's good yeah, that's good. Um, one of the practices we talk about, isn't it, is that regular check-in. And not mm. just from a performance and well-being point of view, although actually it's good to build those elements in to those mini check-ins. And whether you're doing that with your team every, well, we do them here three times a week. So quickly on a Monday, quickly on a Wednesday, quickly on a Friday, each with slightly different agendas uh, and different purposes and meanings as to why we do them. But you're right, at least having that five, 10, 15 minutes of complete safety with people that you trust around a specific outcome. And I think, and that helps um, if you're the person leading the meetings or organizing the meetings and it's your team, you'll get a bit more clarity about where people are psychologically, mm -hmm. where they are physically. Um, and they, and then you can be, if you're going to, build up tasks or put them on projects or assignments or just have those dis discussions. At least you can sense a bit better. Okay. I need to 
push a bit harder. I need to ask a few more questions or you, you can tailor your approach based on what you're seeing mm -hmm. um, in, in those moments rather than, mm -hmm. than going blind. I think it is having a, an ounce of clarity will is where you can start from rather than I need to have everything pinned down, have it all timetabled. That isn't, that isn't going to work. It'd be beautiful. Everyone would like it. Well, not necessarily everyone, but people would like some like that security, but it's, um, yeah. it's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on. Um, when people are so different mm. and they want different things, clarity means different things to so many different people within your team. So how do you as a leader make sure that everyone is clear? Because I can be clear on what I think you've said, but I'm not necessarily clear on what you've actually meant. So how do, how do we as leaders check in on that a little bit more frequently or differently? You had some good, you, good points. In this one, right? I mean, I think you start with the, the conversation a little bit um, it, because then you, you're op opening it up. Uh, say like for a vision, this is the vision, um, mm -hmm. and possibly you say, how does that tie in with your personal vision and see how they, they overlap and they, they morph together. Mm -hmm. And that's a great start because you, you're opening up, you're being very human in terms of um, a bit of empathy and compassion and openness and trust and building that environment, which is perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the next step is, uh, we're also human and we're going to forget lots of stuff and what you remember will be skewed by what happens next what happened before um it, maybe the length of time between the discussions about this thing so some kind of um record of what mm -hmm. was and i think it'd be good for it to be a collaborative effort so just mm -hmm. this is the vision and then everyone else write their notes and, and reflections on it and have it as mm -hmm. a live document you know mm -hmm. there's loads of i mean the advantage now is there's loads of tools for it mm -hmm. uh, if we learn to use them and make it a habit to use them and there's those two parts but it's, it's there and then next time you can go back and say oh we said that last time how do we feel about that and just check in on oh, actually i'm not, not not feeling that anymore i did say it but now two weeks later it's different mm -hmm. and i think because clarity is a probably a, a moving target in, mm -hmm. in a lot of things but what am i what is my role what am i supposed to achieve how am i supposed to achieve it mm -hmm. because if it's too fixed um i suppose you're bound by something that might not be in service of the you know the vision or the, the, mm -hmm. the purpose or the um that particular role as it is defined so it's kind of you checking on what it is you're trying to do mm -hmm. and how you're trying to to do it and how you're trying to get there yeah yeah i love that it's how do you write it down how do you keep coming back to it there's a discipline to the art mm. it's when when we're dealing with people it can sometimes feel a bit of an art different situations different people personalities you know different times of day even affect us differently so so it is it feels like a bit of an art but there is a discipline to it as well um i'm going to come back to your point around how though because yeah. it's a really it's a really interesting one so we've got clarity on vision and what we're doing but you said about how and that's kind of when we talk about strengths and, and having clear understanding of who we've almost got around us there's almost another element of clarity there isn't there mm. i know what i'm doing and i know why and I've got clarity on it, maybe. Now I need to be clear on who can help me and who's around me and what that support system looks like. Yeah, and I think um, 
one thing I've seen, or uh, you know, that can work here is it takes a bit of bit of effort, but it's um, bear with me. It's um, assigning roles to do those things that you need as a leader, not people. Of course, people will fulfill the roles, but if that person isn't in the right space or they're busy, you mm -hmm. can still ask someone to be substituted in to take on the role. So if it's kind of tech support, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, person A from IT. It could be anybody that understands this bit of software. So like it's tech support mm -hmm. on what? Okay, um, Alex can do it. Sam can do it. Cool. So first Alex is going to do that role for, a, I don't know, a month. Valley gets Alex gets busy. We know we go to Sam, and it's so there's a role that needs to be filled, and then we we fill it with the people after. So it's kind of like an extra step. So you're not saying, "Hey, Anthony, it's, that is your job." It's very clear, but it's also clear that there's a um, a downside to that is that if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. Or if you're not around, or you leave, or you get sick, or something. Especially so, getting sick has been the biggest thing um, in the last year or so. What what happens then? We just stop. Yeah, um, and I think so. Having us crafting those roles mm -hmm. um, with specifics, and then the people that can do it, and then that that takes uh, that takes time, yeah. but it, and then it, you can you can rotate them to, to to leverage people's strengths at different at, at different times. So I don't know. It's yeah. it's tough, but you have to know, you have to know your people, and you also have to know what you want and what you need as the leader, as the project manager, as the well, basically as the whole company. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's such an interesting point, isn't it? Because you, you do really have to know the situation, the people, the role, what you're looking to achieve. Like you have to have clarity on an awful lot of things. And I guess it is about having that psychologically safe conversation where you just throw those questions out, you test, you constantly as a leader have to, I guess, experiment with 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 people's understanding you know you're not testing them but you you've just got to check in more frequently um we we do a, a kind of bit of pop quiz every now and again that just goes around and i guess that's a good way of of doing it and just checking hey do you remember that thing that we talked about two months ago that you've probably forgotten about if i just quick fire questions to you do you remember it and also just the fact that you don't remember it it's okay but yeah. now you can go away and find out um yeah it's interesting how different teams are doing this and getting clear on on all of those different elements um yeah and i think um some something like called i mean one way of describing it is the zones zones of genius like what is it that your team members can uh what are they passionate about what have they got the skill set for and um you know that they they self-identify it as that and if you go back and revisit those things and also probably what have you been using recently? So if you've got this skill and you haven't been using it, um, you might be doing great work, but are we really pushing the kind of steering this in the right direction? I don't like the word push, steering this in the right direction. Um, so I think it is interesting to keep revisiting, not just what people say, but what people, how they reflect on them, themselves, the skills, how they're using, how they're applying it, and possibly what they don't have. I mean, it's also as important when I was skills based, if you uh, strengths based if it's like i i'm good enough at this or to get better then if people can identify that then it it helps you see sort of the natural inclination of the team of where it can go rather than hey we need you to do this because you need to be good at that, that rather than I'm, i have this strength 
how can I build on it? And I need, I probably need dick, dick, dick. And now hopefully people will know or feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. And I suppose that's then where the role of the team member, um, there's a really great comment on the, on the chat feed there mm-hmm. following your, your point, which is around the role that the other team members play. This isn't just a top down leader has mm-hmm. to get clarity and gain clarity. Actually, there's a cohesion piece here where everyone needs to understand each other's. And I'm thinking about that, not just from a to be successful in this project or task, but actually also from a career development point of view or general development. I want to learn these things where I haven't been able to do this, this thing or stretch this strength or or um, and actually clarity is also around those points, but within the team as well. There's a lot of points coming through on the chat, but that's just a few of the things. And I put it up on the screen, but it, it's quite long and there's, there's quite a lot in there that you want to digest. Um, but thank you for the comment. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, and it is, um, it's, it's really important nowadays, I think is, um, I think that's another thing that the, the leader or leaders have to know that it isn't it isn't all on on them to be making these decisions or definitions or or whatever you you want to call them and it people have to take it on themselves and i think that or even design it themselves you know, role design or if it's a project like this is the my responsibilities and my accountabilities i will write them down and everybody decides mm-hmm. i'm sure maybe the leader can have a veto on something that is really far out but generally people can keep themselves in in check if they're of course if you if you've got the right people on the team then it should be okay um yeah. still need to support and encourage and coach and, and and nurture that but you don't need to control and manage and mm-hmm. um, kind of supervise the actions more how do we how do we set it up right how do we check in how do we know what it is we're trying to achieve um yeah. and letting people have hands-on uh, and a hands-on approach to that is, is going to probably have a lot more, a lot more value to each person because they say, "I'm going to do this," rather than "You, you should do this." is It's quite different. Yeah, yeah, and the whole engagement piece. You know, we we know this as we come back to the return to work, but it's a different work. It's hybrid. It's it's maybe slightly differently. Having that kind of approach where everyone is a little bit accountable for the role that they play in gaining clarity. Mm. on roles strengths people's past experiences you know we're joining teams now where people don't even have never met they don't know how tall people are and we can play all sorts of fun games around it but actually it's a really interesting one that that we have to be a bit more proactive all of us and the role of clarity is everyone's um and then that stops this whole kind of command and control element that you've just mentioned and also made me think of because you don't know people it's virtual um there'll be people doing asynchronous teams as well so it's all through the occasional time zone stretch meeting on zoom or whatever but it might be you stick it in email or teams or i don't know slack or whatever and you put out a message and someone follows up and it's all that's an extra level of, of difficulty because you won't all be even in the, the same time and you if you don't have the clarity there or some way to find out the clarity yeah. uh, so that could be another designated role like like the the, the clarity monitors like i'm not sure and my first thoughts of course should always be anthony because 
he might not know the answer, but at least he's un he has a really good understanding of who might have the have the answer. And that doesn't have to be the leader. It might actually be better not being the leader because you yeah. won't get into trouble or put under pressure. Or you won't feel the anxiety of talking yeah. to a, a senior senior member of staff. And I think that that is another thing we have to deal with. But even if you are in the same time zone, it's the same thing. You might everyone's got different work habits when it's work from home and uh, not everyone's transitioning back yet. So yeah. uh, that's a difficult one. Yeah, I love that though. I love I love the idea of we we should be empowering and 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 almost expecting actually it's it's a little bit more than just engaging and empowering. It's expecting all team members as part of the team to communicate and engage and connect together, even if that is without the leader. Mm. Hey, can I just check something with you? Mm. You know, I wasn't quite sure on that point that Ant just made there. Um, can I check that with you? Did you understand that? And if we don't understand it, both of us, then that's okay. Then we need to come back together in those discipline moments that we were talking about earlier mm. or revert back to that spreadsheet or Teams or however, whatever platform you've decided to use and, and, and go and find out. Or, or if you can't find out, then you need to all come back together. Yeah. Um, but it's driven by the team, I guess, is the point there. I like that an awful lot. We've we've talked a lot actually about mm. practical tips, uh, and yeah. I'm conscious there's only nine minutes left, which yeah. will feel like it it goes very quickly. I'm thinking more about the practical tips and and ways that maybe you've you've supported hybrid teams and you know teams that are maybe global as well, um, working remotely. What are the sort of what are the some of the the, the more pra tangible practical tips that we can we can take away from these conversations? Do you think? That's good. I think one thing that's kind of top of mind um, uh, discussing just last just week with a team, uh, a, a new team across different uh, geographical regions, and they didn't go for the team charter thing because they they were kind of clear on the job at hand but they'd never worked together so they're, they're this idea of um kind of the uh the guide to me so my likes dislikes how i like to be receive feedback how i like to give feedback how i like to work what's my and kind of people do a, a document uh, add photos and images and colors and they share that and so it's not just my strengths, but it's like also building up a, a bigger picture of who I am, what I like, and you can see their, see people's preferences, uh, literally over a click of a button. And that is something I think is really, really interesting to see how that, how that works. Cause that's the stuff you pick up on automatically at work. Like, ah, you know, Anthony likes tea and, uh, Sandy likes coffee. And it's like, okay, cool. So that, that's the question. You don't say, oh, let's have a, a, a zoom call over coffee. No, no, Anthony, it's tea. You know, you kind of the small things that it help build that connection. Yeah, and it, it's tea, and it's at twelve o'clock, and it's you know all of those things. And obviously, that's an example in the office. But I like that, and I also like the fact that it's tea, yeah. and you didn't say yellow, green, blue, ENTJ. You know, you've you've gone into the human side, which I guess is all what this is about. Go and have a conversation with someone to find out the things that make them human that will give you the psychological trust that you need to be able to, to collaborate, connect and, and work together and gain clarity together, no matter what you're doing, uh, no matter how small the task. Um, 
so that you you get all of those benefits you talked about right back at the beginning greater sense of well-being kind of that um if my personal life and and the world out there is uncertain at least i'm clear at work you know i've got something to to hold on to i guess um i i really like that that example that you've just given and it adds to the expectation management because if for example i say oh, i'm not going to check my emails after 4 30 every day but i will start checking them again at 7 a.m yeah you send one at 4 31 and you're like why hasn't he responded like oh yeah richard doesn't richard doesn't respond now i have to wait until 7 a.m but it'll be there before i start work at nine like if people have these different habits time zones or, or not at least you have that expectation you have the understanding of how somebody else is going to approach something which is different to you but it's it's there it's out there and people get comfortable with it they might not like it but just knowing helps yeah kind of the the empathy side yeah yeah and those boundaries are a whole different topic that we could probably spend a whole another half an hour on but creating those boundaries is also mm -hmm. part of the clarity piece um, I'm, I'm going to use an example that we've, we haven't done yet, actually, internally, but Dan came up with this in our team. Dan, if you're listening, uh, this was your idea, definitely wasn't mine, and it's an awesome idea. Um, and it was, it was building on what you've just said about really understanding and getting to know the human behind mm -hmm. the, you know, everything from who you were as a child and get some baby pictures and let's have, let's, you know, share some, some life moments that mean the most to you. Um, and actually just sharing those as pictures or, or just as stories. Um, and equally, if you don't want to share those things, that's also okay. You can share other things that are meaningful to you, books or stories or songs or whatever it is, but, but just help us to understand who you are under the surface and, and get to know that, that human side to you a little bit more. And when we say human side, we just mean everything about you as a unique individual, don't we? Yeah. Um, and I love that idea because I think that will really help just really understand those little preferences that you've just said. Oh, but I, I don't just see that Richard is clocking off at four or 4.30. I actually see that he's doing that because of his family or there's, there's another reason or, you know, I get to know you a little bit more. And you can, you can adapt to try and, you know, you might have to adapt to say, well, I'll, I'll do this first so I can get it to Richard by then and then we can I can get a response or some support and then you can change your, your work flow around if, if, if it's possible. And it is it's an interesting take. Um, yeah, and I, I like that idea about learning more about people. And last week, um, part of a leadership program I was involved in isn't my, again not my my activity but someone that was running it said they did an activity called uh, their leadership um, amulets and the people just took any object it was supposed to be anything you could could could, could uh, get in your hand but it could be and ended up being anything that people had in their homes because everyone was working from okay. home and it's like, this yeah. isn't it this thing signifies my leadership journey or an inspiration or um you know a role model or they had something <clears throat> anything from a mug to a bike to you know a pen or, or even something really obscure an item of clothing and it, it had a story and you use an item to tell the story that helps you understand how that person got to where they are today that's brilliant that's brilliant and i, lo I love how practical this has this conversation has got you know these are really simple practical ways that we can 
engage our team in a conversation. That's the point, right? Let's have a conversation. Let's not just rely, and there is a place for assessments and, and things, but actually what we're trying to do here is have a conversation with someone about who they really are mm. um, and in the service and the purpose of, of gaining greater clarity, right? Yeah, and then things will just be all around better. It's not just clarity is the, the end game. Clarity is, is great for making people feel more secure, be, uh, you know, have a better mental state, increase their well-being, and the work will be better. The performance will be slicker, I would, I would guess, uh, in in most cases, and the outcomes will be at least more tangible because you know what you're trying to to get. And yeah. success or failure, you'll be clear which one it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and what learnings along the way. Yeah. Um, and as long as you check back in because this is fluid, you said that right at the beginning, right? This is this is a fluid, you don't have clarity and then it's a, right, done, tick. That's that part of the project, done. Um, it's a continuous thing, right? Clarity on strengths, people, personalities, ways of working, but also, as you've just said, performance. Can we check in and have clarity on what our expectations are for X, Y, Z? Can, can we get clarity on people's different perspectives of, of what success means to each other? Um, and their career and all of those different elements. There's a, there's a lot there, isn't there, in what it means to gain clarity. Um, I'm very conscious of time. As I said, those nine minutes flew. flew. <laughs> um, we're going to have to jump off. Um, thank you so much, Richard, for joining us again. Uh, I loved it. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you. Um, same time uh, for those of you who are joining tomorrow's session. Uh, same time again tomorrow. Uh, so join us then and thank you for joining us this time and um, everything is recorded uh, if you haven't already checked out Richard's session on on psychological safety do so it's on LinkedIn and YouTube until next time bye bye